Evening, passengers. This is your conductor speaking. Take your seats, keep all arms, tentacles, and other appendages inside the hearse at all times. We wouldn't want any unhappy accidents, now would we? Tonight's brought to you by the dark underbelly of the mythological and factual world. It may not be appropriate for all the little cryptids in your home. Be sure to tuck them into their coffins with a kiss goodnight, because we're revving up for our road trip to the grave. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie. Hey guys, I'm Jelby. <laughs> I'm Matu, and I'm going to be your driver for this evening. Jelby, Jesus Christ, Jelby, don't do that to me. Hey y'all, I'm Jeffany. <laughs> You're Jatu. Jatu, please kill me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mailed, when I mailed Stephanie her birthday gift, I wrote Jeffany Jerem Jish on the <laughs> label. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, so I know normally we start with like a would you rather kind of joke thing, um, but instead I want to kind of, I want to, we're going to talk about something occult related, but that's also um, in the news, celebrity related, and I'm sure by the time this goes up, uh, and people are listening to this, everybody's going to be like, oh, please, that happened last week, but um, you guys are so behind the fucking times. Also, <laughs> happy world goth day, everyone. Yeah. Which makes this All even better. All little baby bats and cryptids. Even perfect timing for this conversation. So there is a tweet thread that is uh, going fucking bananas on um, Twitter right now about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. And um, we all know that they're living their like hot topic goth like like <laughs> life right now. I love that for her, truly. Um, so this person tweeted, I fully believe Megan Fox is sucking the life force out of MGK. And like, I honestly don't care because good for her, but I feel good like it her. needs to be noted that this is clearly happening. <laughs> He's clearly a willing participant, very martyr-esque vibes. So I don't know why people are so upset that I tweeted what we're all thinking. <laughs> Hey guys, just so you know, I do not know know these people personally. Well, personally, we're not besties. We're not in the same dinner parties. I simply have the power of observation. Okay, so that's just like the main. Uh, let's be honest. That's got to be some shit posting, right? We're shit posting. But the comments. Oh, this yes, is please. where we where it gets good. This is where I want your guys' input. This commenter said Jennifer's body was based on a true story, and I'm pretty sure Meg did the actual ritual on set. Then elites, then elites practice dark magic, magic for sure. But Machine Gun Kelly is part of the same clique. And somebody said uh, that's crazy because none of that shit's real. <laughs> <laughs> and she said magic is real, y'all. Magic is energy. We are energy. There's good and bad magic, and good and bad energy. And like she triples down forever oof but i need i need i need to know do you guys feel like uh i mean i I feel like if she was sucking the life out of him it's not like he's looked better (laughs) together (laughs) he just keeps getting worse yeah i mean it's not doing him any favors i i am here for her goth moment also yeah the fact that they're like she's doing it it's real i immediately thought of um gabourey sidibe how she was talking about in the coven uh season of american horror story how the people who wrote it who are clearly white people looked up (laughs) 
like summoning incantations for uh, Papa Legba, but they got it all wrong because Papa Legba, like, I mean, obviously voodoo is not mine. This is just shit that I've seen online. This is me prefacing it by saying that, where people are like, the depiction that they have, that is not Papa Legba, that is Baron Samedi. And uh, Gabourey Sinebe was literally like, every time that she said, like, the incantation, she would feel like a burning, like touching her face. I was like, no, no. I'd be like, no, thank you about. But (laughs) if Megan Fox is stealing Machine Gun Kelly's like life force, all the Jennifer's body, good for her. I'm loving her goth moment, get it, girl. I mean, she definitely admitted that they drink each other's blood for ritual purposes right. only, you know? Um, and apparently if she tries to take her wedding ring off, it can actually cause her pain, like actual physical cutting yeah. pain. But like, um, it definitely reminds me of early 2000s, um, late 90s hot topic goth with the, let me carry this vial of your blood around my neck. But like, like I... I mean, they're rich, so I'm sure they did it right. But if y'all are going to do that, you got to preserve it right or it's going to coagulate and be nasty. <laughs> right. You can't just, like, do it however you like. But, you can't uh, just squirt blood in a tube and call it a day. <laughs> but, like, that was such a huge thing. And um, that's what it reminds me of. But, like, this is very, like, Megan Fox, all it look, the occult. And I'm just like, you know what, girl? We're supporting women's wrongs today. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Would that's it be all so I got to say. Uh, yeah is it wrong is it wrong i mean stephanie and i love 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 midsummer and that ending like good for her good for her her. again we're supporting women's wrongs in this uh in this day and age but like it reminds me of jennifer's body where um needy is like you're killing people and she goes i'm not (laughs) killing people i'm killing boys Like so matter of factly, like I bitch, mean, it's just men. Who cares? Yeah. Like, Tell me just... where I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually got in trouble on uh, Facebook because you know those pictures that Michael took of me, like in Baby Possum's playhouse. Yeah. Uh, I asked Michael, like he commented on it. I was like, "What is that like to live deliciously?" And he said, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, now you got to go murder your mom." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <sighs> Oh like God. immediately deleted my comment and it was like we don't condone violence and i was like y'all <laughs> need to go joke. watch you the need to witch calm down that is the plot to the witch <laughs> sorry guys spoiler alert she kills right. her mom and lives deliciously <laughs> also why haven't you watched it yet get on it i'm like <laughs> seriously it's a good movie yeah it just got a slow start for sure i want to i, I want to watch it too but there's nowhere to watch it right now unless you have like showtime or oh i know because it told me it was like streaming on hulu because we wanted to watch it the other day and then i went on hulu and it was like only if you have showtime and i was like could you be more specific about that next time right i think i actually have showtime if i can remember the password i'll shoot it at you but um anyway so before we start into the act of this week's episode uh i just want we're gonna talk about this urban legend before we get into like the the the, the meat uh because this is the potatoes this is the potatoes uh the meat is <laughs> you know uh i get to talk about some paranormal investigators um <clears throat> I'm excited. Uh, anyway, so uh, just like I want to preface that like Oklahoma is extremely superstitious. Uh, and so we have like a fuck ton of urban legends. And uh, 
and just handfuls that just come pouring out of the sides of our, every orifice of the the state. But My grandma's not even Oklahoman, but she was superstitious as hell. <laughs> yeah, it, I had a Hispanic and Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my grandma was just like Scottish and would yell at us if we put new shoes on the table. (laughs) I have never looked up like the meaning behind that one, but she would get like violently angry and be like, "No, get them off the table!" (laughs) Yeah. uh, So my family is like Midwest, Midwestern, and uh, uh, and Southern, and just oh my god, (laughs) the the amount of superstitions. I believe it. Uh, but yeah, so today's episode is going to talk about uh, violence towards women and children. And if you can't stomach that, like, uh, I'm going to do my very, very best to be as gentle about some of the details as I possibly can be. But also just, you know, if if you don't got the, tum- like the stomach for it today, maybe listen another day or skip this we one. We love you. It's okay. Yeah. Go, go back later. To, yeah, if you haven't heard any of our <laughs> other ones, go listen to some of our other ones. Um, or you know, uh, I will we'll, we'll make a timestamp for when the urban legend is over because that's most the most graphic part of the this episode. So uh, I will try my best to make sure that I do a timestamp. But and we can put that in the show notes. Yeah, the show notes. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Kind of you know the whole tales of this time. You know, man has tales of this time. Song as old as rhyme. Men are terrible. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, let's do the urban legend because um, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's creepy. It's also just really fucking like nightmarish. Um, and it and uh, it actually has a lot to do with how some of the kids in Oklahoma City celebrate Halloween. Oh, I love so, that. Let's yeah. do it. So uh, there's a historic street called Cary Place here in Oklahoma City. And on that street is the Hatchet House. The Hatchet House is so named because it, all of the window shutters have hatchets carved into them. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Um, Hashtag decor. Yeah. A house uh, that would also become, become known as the Hatchet House after this. Like, they didn't call it the Hatchet House until this event that happened, supposedly. I want to know, like when they were carving the hatchets in there were people just walking by being like what are they doing and then someone being like oh they're just carving hatchets into the- could you imagine <laughs> just what the like oh no big deal. weird decor choice but okay yeah uh, <laughs> like i'm goth and that's weird i, I think it's weird people right? probably feel that way about me though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh it- it's not just because of the de- the decor, which is wild, but um, it has very much uh, connotations to a, the 1950s and a man carrying an axe and a little girl named Carrie. Oh. Yeah, and oh. this is it's, it's a sad story. Um, it's an urban legend, of course. So I mean, I could gather that from the hatchet carved into the window and then the street carries tree why are we like this society very on the nose <laughs> so as the story goes one evening after school had it ended carrie stayed out on the playground to play on the swings what she didn't know was in the shadows was a man carrying an axe That's now i tried to look into this and um some of the urban legends say it was you know an escaped man from an asylum and some just oh, yeah, say let's scapegoat the mentally ill That's right cool. And, and some always. just say it was just 
a creepy guy who apparently had been watching Carrie for a while. Mm-hmm. That seems more likely if this story is true. Um, so he comes up to her, obviously scaring the shit out of her because she's he's carrying an axe, and she starts running from him, which he starts following. So she starts going down her street towards her home, which was the Hatchet House. And on the way, she's banging on every single door, begging her neighbors to let her in, and no one will answer the door. In fact, people were closing window shutters at her. Fuck all of them. Yeah. Yeah, literally <laughs> fuck all of them. Uh, the man eventually does catch her as she almost gets to her house. And um, it's said that he used that axe to chop her into pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Carrie is probably about 12 years old at this point. And so she's very young. And it's said that to hide her body, he chopped her up and put her in the potted plants, pl- potted plant outside her own front door. That's fucked. Yeah. So the week to follow her death, the weird a weirder thing happened because people were like already feeling like the suffering of this girl's death and all this stuff and mourning. And of course the parents were beside themselves. But one morning they woke up and every single stoop on Carrie Place, like that entire couple of blocks was painted red. Someone had painted all the stoops red of That's every terrible. neighbor who hadn't opened the door. Oh, okay, yeah. we love that. I thought you yeah. were like, they painted her stoop red. And no, I was like, her stoop was the only that? one that wasn't red. Okay. Um, so it's believed that her body is still buried behind Hatchet House. Mm-hmm. No one knows for sure. Um, more than likely, uh, given it was the 1950s, it's possible that the parents did take her body and bury her in the backyard just to have her close to home. Cause you know how it is, especially with young kids, parents get like, you know, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's a definitely a different kind of grief. Yeah, I it is. A can't imagine. Different. Um, but yeah, but as far as anybody knows, this is only a legend. I tried looking for obituaries and stuff like that because 1950s wasn't that long ago. Um, but I didn't. I couldn't find anything for um, any little girl's name, Carrie. But the hard part is like I don't know the last name. So without the last name, it's kind of really up there. Uh, What I found was- I mean, I wonder if her last name was Hatchet since they were in the Hatchet house. That would- Because that's kind of how names came to be. That's true. And you know, that would explain the hatchets and the marked into the windows. Um, Again, very on the nose. Yeah, very. Um, (laughs) So it reminded me of a story that happened, not story, a literal thing that happened. um, This axe murder that happened in uh, northeastern Texas in the 1980s. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about uh, Candy Montgomery and Betty Gore. Uh, They did a movie or TV series on Hulu called Candy about it. But um, apparently Betty Gore and... Candy Montgomery were like very close friends and it turned out Candy was also uh, Betty's husband's mistress and apparently to get Betty out of the way she uh, straight up chopped Betty up. That's one way to get rid of a romantic rival. I mean divorces are a thing. Um, (laughs) 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 Why are we like... Put a beverage in my mouth, Matthew. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Um, so, no, I I know that was if the sarcasm did not come across, yeah. as being extremely sarcastic. Please don't kill people. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Divorce is a thing. I get so tired of hearing like true crime stories where like the husband is like well i didn't want to split my shit with her so i killed her it's like oh that's that's real good i'd rather spend my life in prison right yeah i can't like you're not gonna have access to your shit if you kill that person and then you're in jail like (laughs) right and i did not dig into the whole thing and i don't know if candy montgomery was put up to it from uh betty gore's husband or what like so if anybody listening wants to get into that um that wasn't what this this episode's about so i just wanted to uh briefly cover the fact that it was interesting to me that i just saw some of the leaves above agatha move and i'm freaked the fuck out now stop <laughs> don't look over there don't look over there it's fine i'm sure it's fine i'm sure that agatha's not i'm gonna haunted. like use my cell phone to like there we go now i can't see her <laughs> okay continue <laughs> um so I wanted to bring it up because I can't find any like um, again like just like with the the, the Bucks uh, tomb thing I could not find any journalism that goes back to the 50s so That's interesting um, especially considering in some places you can find newspapers back to like the 1800s right so and especially like Oklahoma City is not a young city we've no, been, no, it's no. been around for a really long time um, mm. so if this happened there would be like historical evidence. Oh yeah, because people go batshit over things like that, especially child murder. Yes, so I, I almost wonder sometimes. Like I was wondering, like when I was going over all this and doing the research for this, um, is Betty Gore the uh, inspiration for Carrie Place? Is it the the inspiration for the Hatchet oh, House? And the Hatchet House just happens to have some hatchets on it, and it's a convenient thing. So, like, on that point, so, like, in Oklahoma, people are, like, super superstitious. Like, I could throw a stone mm-hmm. to hit somebody who's superstitious. Right. And uh, so, like, I could see the Betty Gore thing inspiring an urban legend like this because of superstitious people. But um, a huge thing that was in the news here last year was um, actually something that happened in California. Uh, a, three-year-old, oh, hey. a three-year-old girl was uh, died during an exorcism in San Jose, California. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah so um, her yeah. Fam- family was part of the church, and it was her grandfather who did the exorcism and everything. Uh, you know, they I were all arrested. That, I think that trial started recently because I remember hearing about that pretty not yeah, too it, long ago. It just happened in September last year. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but it was a huge news here, and I was like, why the fuck was this such huge news here? Because it's like tons of articles from Oklahoma about it. Well, come to find out, as I did some digging, it's because in 2014, there was a massive, and by massive, I mean there was like 40 plus people gathered together in a public venue for a black mass that ended with a a seven-year-old child having an exorcism performed on them. God. And then, and that was that was in 2014, also in September. Weirdly enough, I could have sworn that the Catholic Church denounced exorcisms they did. They did. forever and a fucking day ago. So, uh, according to the Oklahoma paper that I read, this live exorcism at this public venue and the black mass and everything was um, supposedly the satanic priesthood. But please, whatever. Um, Satanists don't do that. Satanists no, are atheists. Exactly. Not fucking do that. This guy was an archbishop. Of course. So, 
And then in 2020, a couple performed a fucking exorcism on their seven-year-old child who was then taken away from them and they were, uh, you know, they they faced child abuse charges. That is child abuse. Yeah, straight up child abuse. Straight up, it is. Uh, But I, I bring those things up because like, this is how superstitious people in Oklahoma are. Like the fact that they still believe that exorcisms are a thing and not just a scapegoat for like, autism and mental illness is just mm-hmm. baffling to me right. and uh oh, we also have one of the like lowest education uh system like in the u.s unfortunately yeah uh, it's just like poorly you know poorly funded uh but so people all over are superstitious obviously but the historic district of carrie place is known to one be named after carrie and two to be the one of the scariest places in oklahoma city to walk in after night but if you think that maybe there's gonna be like a person with a fucking hatchet running around of course you're gonna be scared like that and i just feel like you know when you walk through somewhere where you know something bad has happened or Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. maybe it didn't necessarily happen but you think it did you just get like that ominous like heavy feeling yeah um imagine but yeah so basically people say that they can feel her spirit still kind of running down the street begging for help that is so sad it's really sad uh but now every halloween kids don't say trick-or-treat they say can little hair little carrie come out to play my heart as like a way to honor oh. carrie's death yeah my heart that and is... i just think that is like the sweetest way to end an urban legend uh that is so dark it was to let everybody know that like it is a big part of you know the way kids like experience halloween here and i just yeah, think that's, that's really cool. so sweet yeah my heart my soul (laughs) i love that for them i hope that makes little little ghost carrie happy in her afterlife i hope so too and like especially since she's like around that age where like um trick-or-treating would have been huge for her you know yeah 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 for sure also don't be a shithead to trick-or-treaters that are teenagers Right, don't let do people it. trick or treat. Don't be a shithead to autistic adults who are trick or treating. Like, yes. oof. <laughs> Halloween's for everybody. Don't be a shithead. Yeah, Halloween is absolutely <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that is the story of how uh, the historic area of Cary Place got its name and how, um, how and why, you know, kids in Oklahoma City celebrate Halloween just a little bit differently than other that kids. I do. I love that for them. And uh, so, but the next thing we're going to talk about is still in Oklahoma City, but kind of a few blocks away because Cary Place is near Oklahoma City University. Uh, but this is going to take us into downtown because we're going to talk about the Scarvin Hotel, which was built in 1910 by oil man W.B. Scarvin. I, did, I didn't look why, up. Why are like oil barons, why are all of their names like J.W. or B.L.? I, I'm or... pretty sure uh, like... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they just feel special, like unique. So this um, hotel was built and it didn't open its doors until 1911 because it was like two full 10-story towers and like 224 not rooms. To, not to interrupt you, Matu, but I think a lot of that too is like when you're like the junior, second, third, fourth, they just start oh, like that initialing their name. That makes and sense. And like, of course, yeah. like white people love to do that. 
So. Reginald, so Reginald Featherbottom the third. Yeah. Oh, no, but like my uh, my brother's a junior, and um, it drives my uh, my eldest brother fucking nuts because his name is fucking Chris, and then like my brother's the junior, and it's just, he's just like, girl, you're not good enough to be the junior, <laughs> right? Can you imagine being the firstborn <laughs> and just being told to go fuck yourself? Uh, <laughs> you're not the junior. You're just Chris. You're like, just mm. Chris. <laughs> So if the next one's worthy. Literally everybody hates Chris. <laughs> Honestly, this is what happens. I hate when, Chris. <laughs> I also hate my brother, like all of my family. But that's aside from the point. <laughs> I also hate my brother and my brother and actually my, just my whole family. <laughs> just everyone. But yeah, so this hotel is like for the 1911s. Like this is a big bougie hotel, right? I was going to say 10 stories in 1911. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, that's two towers, in 10 Oklahoma. stories, 224 rooms. And uh, it was one of the first buildings in Oklahoma City to ever have air conditioning. Bougie. Look at that. Right? Like bougie, bougie. Of course, back that then Lizzie it was, Borden was the ice. I air. was literally just they about had to toilets say, too, I'm sure. Yes, I was literally just about to be like, did it have toilets though? Oh yeah, no, they had running water in each room. There was running water in each room. Damn, Andrew Borden is like, <laughs> shit out of there. Uh, yeah, they don't so, know how to spend their money. At this point, there was one ballroom. I believe they have two ballrooms now, uh, but the ballroom could seat 500 people. Yeah, these wow. like, um, and then of course the uh, chandeliers that cost over a hundred fucking thousand dollars each came straight from Austria. Is that in Austria. that time money or our time money? Is that um, like, it, I'm pretty there. sure that it's that uh, the our time money. I want to say okay uh, because they didn't do any of the calculations on the um, historical site that I was on. Oh, I see. So. Yeah, because so I was gonna say a hundred thousand month, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand monies, thousand dollars <laughs> back then would be astronomical in today's money. Right, that would be so maddening. Like, oh my fucking god! But yeah, I would uh, not want to hang a crystal chandelier worth that much money in my hotel where it could like possibly get ruined. I don't know if those chandeliers are still there uh, since the renovations. So I really, really hope. That it wasn't a hundred thousand uh, in 1911 money. <laughs> that has to be at least millions in that money, right? Yeah. Um, so Skirvin's daughter Pearl, uh, she brought the hotel basically to its reputation that it got uh, because she was considered the hostess with the mostest. And I'm not even fucking kidding. I wish I was joking, but that's literally what they called her. Uh, when she became portrayed on, during the Broadway musical um, as "Call Me Madam." Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Weird to me, but whatever. Uh, so, but it, in 1930, they decide to add another wing, and um, the structure gets raised up to 14 stories, and Jeez. now we have 525 rooms. Like this place is bananas large. And what happened in the 1930s? Prohibition. I so, would be upset if yeah. I spent that much money. And made this grand ass hotel just for. Do you even know why Prohibition started? I actually. Do you know the story behind it? I don't, and I would love to hear it. Why not? I won't go into like excruciating detail because there's a lot to it, but basically, Prohibition kind of started with one man who, like, had. It was like him and his mom, and they had a farmhand that was like constantly drunk. And the farmhand 
accidentally like stabbed him with a pitchfork one time while he was drunk. So obviously little boy hip is like, alcohol did this. <laughs> so, obviously it was alcohol, not the fucking dumbass. Being a basically dumbass. through like a series of long convoluted events where he like went around and was like, I got stabbed with a pitchfork, alcohol is evil. They were able to bring about prohibition. And, and to be a giant asshole, he was like, oh, it's not enough to just ban alcohol because people are going to drink ethanol alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. So they literally poisoned it. Like government sanctioned poison. They <laughs> poisoned it. That way people wouldn't drink it. Oh my God. You can't get rid of it because it's a fuel. It's not like drinking alcohol or right. you just be like, nah, don't make that. Like this was a fuel. So they poisoned it. <laughs> you know what I hear though? I hear white people ruin things. You're not wrong. I've heard that before. <laughs> I, I have also heard this rumor. I think it's I yet to hearing be seen. It. She's I like, I have it. all these family stories. <laughs> but okay, so prohibition, no alcohol, can't like, you know. Yeah, no, I would be very upset spaghetti. All right, right, right. Gambling, all that's fucking illegal, right? I would dig like a basement and be like, welcome to the, the speakeasy. And you got Vegas. 525 fucking rooms. 14 stories it's 1930 and you're you know a, a wealthy man who doesn't want to piss off your people so what do you do Make a you open a fucking a speakeasy speakeasy yeah there you go yeah you open a fucking <laughs> speakeasy and so of course or uh, as matu would call it a speakeasies you know what listen, the listen for a second you stop that <laughs> i was really tired and i could not remember the word oh, that one thing where you as talk. we talk on our zoomsies <laughs> oh my god our podcasty <laughs> uh so like okay so during this this time period um during this speakeasy thing so we've got all kinds of stuff going on right it's a speakeasy there's wild shit going on i'm gonna get into <laughs> some of like you know some of that like loosely but the biggest scandal of all isn't the fucking speakeasy oh no <laughs> mr wb skirvin was having an affair with one of the hotel maids of course he was because of course he was He's a rich he man who thinks he can do whatever he wants. So, of, of mm. course, uh, you know, ni 1930s wasn't really a big time for condoms. Oh, no. So, homegirl gets pregnant. <sighs> Dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, so according, according to uh, the stories, the maid gets pregnant. Uh, and to prevent a scandal, what does Skirvin think is the best possible option well he takes her Myrtle. to the top floor Myrtle Myrtle yep top floor takes her to the top floor into room 11 or 1105 I believe and you know number. you know that Mans was like let's go have a romantic view on the top floor oh and it's it it so much it's so much worse than what you're thinking oh no yeah I was just thinking, like, he lured her up there under the guise of, like, let's go up there because it's beautiful. So, it's so much worse than you're thinking. He takes her up there and he locks her in the room. Oh, I thought he was going to yeet her. He locks oh, her no. in the room and she's in that room for, like, all nine months of the pregnancy. Oh, baby, that's terrible. Is she being fed or is she just yeah, kind of, yeah, like, forgotten I mean, about? She's basically imprisoned up there. She's being fed and she's got running water in a toilet. She's got more than Lizzie Borden had. Lizzie Borden. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie Borden was rich. So you know, you know what happens when you lock somebody in a fucking bedroom or a fucking bedroom when they're pregnant and about to have a kid? They go crazy. They get depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was geez. locked in a room for five days because of COVID, and I almost well, went. Nuts. I would go bananas. I'm so sorry. Like I cannot even imagine. And then we made Stephanie laugh really hard, and they didn't. Well, I could barely breathe. So yeah, so she has the baby, and then like at this point, she's thinking, "Oh, they're gonna let me the fuck out of here, right? Because now I'm not pregnant. It's not a scandal." Nah. Did he like at least call in a doctor for her to have this baby, or was she just no one knows? No one knows how if she just had the baby like in the back. Because if he's trying to keep it a secret, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I remember. uh, He'd be like, "Hey, doc." I'm pretty sure that that amount of money you could have paid off a doctor. He could have, but like. Nobody really knows. There, I couldn't find any like information on how she had the baby. Just that she had the baby in this room and was remained locked in this room. That is terrible, the, right? Even after the baby was born. Yeah, yeah. Oh like Jesus. you would think he would let her out at that point, and then like they would do something about the kid, right? Pay her See, off. This right? is why I wish like time travel was a thing, so we could just go back in time and be like, "Girl, don't do it." Like, Effie, don't do it. His dick ain't worth it. Right? Like, if I could go back in time and be like invisible, that way I could just like whisper to people, be like, "Don't do it." Yeah. They'd be so, like, "Oh, that's terrifying." We don't know her actual name, uh, but she was officially nicknamed Effie by. That uh, makes me sad employees. for her too. That like, not only is she just referred to as like the maid. Right. That they don't even know her name. Yeah, like, that they had fact, to give her a nickname because they have no idea what her name was. During um, like the New England vampire panic, there was a woman who died and her tombstone literally says like wife of whatever the fuck the husband's name was. I was like, I so hate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at this point, she's still not let out of her room and she's gone fully cuckoo bananas. Um, As anyone would, that is... And she's on the 10th floor of one of the towers. And um, she takes baby and opens window and... Her and the kid both. Yeah. And... um, I'm sorry, but no one has blood on their hands more than Skirvin in this. Of course. And I'm a firm believer that people do not commit suicide. They are killed by whatever led them to that point. Uh, whether it was right. depression or somebody leading them or pushing them to it. Uh, right. Which is why if we ever cover, for whatever reason, if we ever get into that one story about the girl who told her boyfriend to kill himself. Fuck uh, her. Fuck her. We fuck are not her supporting her. We're not supporting that woman's wrong, ever. Fuck her and her eyebrows. Fuck her, I hope she rots. Yeah, because no. i a big believer in... Uh, responsibility does not lie on the hand of somebody committing suicide i really kind of hate that people were like trying to offer this other side of the fact that yeah she was mentally ill but so was he you should understand that like as someone else who's mentally ill (laughs) like you should understand more so what right? he's going through. Not tell him to get back in the fucking car. But she was yeah. just mad because he didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like. Also, just real quick while I'm thinking about it, um, the behavioral health worker hat. The <laughs> terminology. There's been a like focus shift to try and change the word to die by suicide from committed yeah. suicide. Yeah. 
just because commit has the like air of like a crime or willingness like and intent right yeah. right right yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and i believe like commit suicide became kind of a thing just because of the supposed like religious sin Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. So there's been but a yeah, no, concerted uh, yeah, it, effort to death, death, die by, by suicide. Yeah. Death by suicide. That yeah. that is definitely. Um, so yeah. I mean, essentially, um, Effie's death is ruled a suicide. Um, a suicide homicide. Or no, not really a homicide, but like obviously they they would consider um, you know her taking the infant child with her murder, but. Uh, by all standards, sorry, Mr. Skirvin, that's on you. That is straight absolutely. up on him. Fucking absolutely on you, dude. Um, also, you're an oil man, so I don't give a shit how you feel about life. Um, I hope you're rolling <laughs> around in your grave, old man. Uh, so yeah, so we have no idea where her remains were taken or the baby's remains, uh, but it's said that her energy, like everything about her and the child, is still like her spirit remains at the hotel i can only uh, imagine being in a room for almost a year if not a full year right? I don't know how well and that poor baby was. that's um, all that child ever knew yeah, yeah imagine i can't i cannot so like the what did the he whole... think was going to happen did he think she was just going to peacefully like chill there for the rest of her life i like i can't what imagine was her plan, did sir? he think oh well i've kept her she's she's a kept woman and like yes. my, my other question was like uh, what was he doing that led her to this because like i highly doubt this man didn't think that he didn't have just like access to her of course i mean back then right. i was gonna say they didn't right. give a shit about women's thoughts and feelings i mean people still don't for the most part yeah uh, but... so i i would a hundred percent assume that there was definitely some uh sexual assault involved and oh, i'm sure yeah um and it's really gross and uh we'll get into it here in a few few seconds but um effie is basically considered like this loose morals woman uh get fucked right and the misogyny that drips out of this story of like how effie treats male um like people who stay there and stuff like that like men who stay there is disgusting like bitches she was locked in a room against her will like what do you do you want do you want a bouquet like you want a medal the the, the the number like the amount of victim blaming i just can't i can't even so, like no, i'm not gonna get on that soapbox yeah no we will be there forever <laughs> so anyway the hotel closes in 1988 because there are so many reports from the guests saying they couldn't get a decent night's sleep because they couldn't drown out the sound of a child crying or an infant crying and, uh, to this day people still say that they hear a child crying uh, on the 10th floor and I, there are 14 floors now like I, I looked because one like site said that it, there were 13 and i was like that doesn't sound right sounds like you're full of shit and I was like, sounds like you're just doing that to be spooky right it sounds like you're just trying to make things up so i looked it up and i got on to um because the hotel is now owned by hilton um <laughs> yeah uh so <laughs> i'm sorry don't die girl <laughs> yeah hilton owns the hotel now and uh so the most haunted hotel in the U.S. is owned by Hilton. Um, of course and, it is. Right? That's hot. Makes sense. And uh, 
apparently to this day people still hear the baby crying on the 10th floor uh and there's like way more so the belief is that effie was this woman of loose morals because she had an affair with a married man whatever of course uh, it's her that fault never, it was definitely her fault I'm sure he had nothing to do with it nothing at all mm-hmm. nothing that his money and prominence you know just all her all her <laughs> it was a man of infallible value <laughs> He's fuck ugly, by the way. He's fuck. They always ugly. are. Now I gotta look. <laughs> I will. I, you're gonna have to look it up. But um, I will actually send pictures to Stephanie for the the Instagram of this fuck ugly man, um, and the hotel, of course. But so. Oh, that hotel is beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. Uh, so a ton of men who have stayed at their hotel have reported they were propositioned by a female voice when they're alone in their rooms. Others have seen a figure of a naked woman with them while they're taking a shower. One man even claimed okay. that he was sexually assaulted by a demonic entity. Sure, why not? <laughs> I, I don't have words. Just so everyone knows, we don't do demons on this channel. Demons aren't real. Yeah, they just got brought back to prominence by the Warrens, and also this is a Warren hate channel. So sorry. This about is it. a Warren hate channel. I saw the <laughs> Warren Museum the other day, and it just made me viscerally angry. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Thanks. Goodbye. Like, hello, and other Warren white man who groomed. Yep. yep. <laughs> just saying that. Yeah. White people, why you gotta ruin things? I know. Mm. And Lorraine knew about it. Yep. She sure. Oh yeah. Did. She. They li- that girl lived in their home. Yep. She knew it. Ugh. We're gonna have to do Gross. a whole. We're gonna have to do a whole episode of exposing the them. Just the Warren. We hate the Warrens episode. But yeah. So this others- man, he he. Okay, I looked it up. He looks exactly how you think he would look. <laughs> I told you he's fuck ugly. Like every 1900s old white man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> with sitting in a chair and- with a freaking cane. Yes, I'm looking yes. at the same picture. Yeah. The oh, ugly- I'm not looking at a picture, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, we just know what he fucking looks like. My look, there's the fucking name. But like, I saw a photo of him and I was like, this man is so ugly. I was like, that is like so unfortunate. He's doing the pose where he's like leaned back and he's got like the cane in one hand. But like, of course, this like gross, like disaster of a man is like told everybody that Effie's a woman of loose morals, sir. Right. Sir, but I say, like I. Sir. I like I said, like that. A lot of times, they're not having an affair. You're sexually assaulting her. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like and you know that that's what happened. It was not an affair, especially I her guarantee. being his employee. Her being I, his employee, I guarantee you money that he was like, "You're gonna like, you're gonna have an affair with me, or I'm gonna fire you." Yeah, yeah. like there was or definitely I'm tell some people that going you're, on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's no information on like her ethnicity or anything, but given it's Oklahoma City, there's a high probability that she was either native, or black, or Hispanic, or Latin, uh, Latinx of some type. Yeah, like, there's a chance that she was a woman of color, and um, th- that on top of the fact that she was not his wife would be like a big, you know. Oh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he like convinced her to jump probably because i don't think it, he would have to at that point though like yeah, yeah don't she, someone she like that gone. she lost her shit 
and I, no one can fucking blame her. And the no. fact that men continue to like perpetuate this myth that the hotel is haunted because of some like demonic like entity or th- this proposition woman just makes me because as i said this place was also a fucking speakeasy yes so you know like there were uh wild west shootouts that happened at this hotel there were plenty of sex workers at this hotel who likely were murdered and there was all kinds of things going on like violence wise like russian roulette the works within the first like couple years of the speakeasy being opening at the hotel the first manager fucking blew his own brains out and then like months later they started investigating it as a fucking murder so (laughs) that dude is like willing to do anything to avoid a scandal right he? he would do it sounds like he'll do literally anything and it just or even to assuage his own guilt just like that was me I love my fault. And apparently, uh, so it's gone now, uh, but apparently the bullet hole from him, like, supposedly blowing his brains out was, like, wedged into where the elevator went for, like, a really long time. But obviously the Hilton owns the place now, so if there was any damage there, it's gone now. Uh, Because they renovated it hardcore. But, like, there was other strange noises and occurrences that are reported by staff and guests alike. Mm -hmm. Um, One was that, like, they would see things moved around by themselves, which, like, that could be a trick of the eyes, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. But one was, is that apparently that sometimes you'll see a maid's cart be pushed down the hall of uh, the 10th floor by itself. I just have to say, like, when you said that, like, moving stuff around could be a trick of the eyes, Stephanie, like, very subtly shook her head. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm I'm here to be like, no, none of this is real. You guys are here to be like, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I've seen enough and experienced enough where, like, yeah, I'm blind, but no, <laughs> sometimes I know what I see. Stephanie, I'm here to gaslight myself into knowing that none of this is real. <laughs> this is just straight up. And we're here to do the exact opposite. You're right? going to gaslight me into believing. We're g- you're going to gaslight yourself into not believing. And we're going to gaslight you into believing. <laughs> what did you just say, Agatha? <laughs> I could have sworn I just saw your mouth. Move. I did leave my fucking. Phone I saw the leaves again. above Agatha's head move, like when he was talking about spooky shit. Y'all gotta fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know, like that doll man. Just, I, oh, I, I made her myself, but that bo- the body did come from a thrift store. There you, there you go. go. So it's not the head; it's the body. And I did find the body in a really special place. In, oh, at the no. thrift store, she was like up on a, like a really special shelf. See, and even if, the staff knew. The staff was like, "We're like, we gotta no sell it." Ever but gonna we're gonna reach up there. <laughs> no, I, I bought this doll, and the lady that was looking at me the whole time while I was buying her, just going, "Are you sure you want a cabbage patch doll?" She's all, "Oh no, baby, don't buy it." <laughs> I mean, she was twenty dollars. Really? Yeah, because she's like vintage, whatever. Like the price was high because they were like, no one will buy it. It'll be okay. Came with all of her like original parts and shoes and everything. And then you cut her head off. (laughs) I cut her head off, and then I found out she was worth fifty dollars. And I was like, oopsies. Um, (laughs) 
You're all, well, I've got this Franken doll that's probably fucking haunted. Y'all wanna <laughs> buy it for 50 bucks? <laughs> right? Uh, one of these days we'll do a thing on haunted dolls, because, uh, ooh, there's some ones on eBay that are fun. There's uh, this store in Solving, like we were walking by it, Michael was like, you wanna go in there? And the whole upper portion of the store is just like shelves full of porcelain dolls. And I was like, fuck no, I don't wanna go I in there. I don't wanna store. go in there. No, I've told you guys about pass. the the store like two miles from my house in downtown Shawnee. Yeah, the one that you were like that is the a doll cradle. For trafficking. It's literally <laughs> just a store of dolls. That's and they cool. have this like life size ambulance parked outside and it's like the doll and like we've never lost a patient and it's like the <laughs> barren doll. It's so creepy. Okay, so, so while we're on the top of the doll tangent, while we're there, uh so my grandmother uh, so my family's super neglectful. They're just like, oh, we had kids. I don't know what to do with them now. Uh, Oops, we reproduced. <laughs> yeah, and, and like everyone in my family's had five or more children except me. Like I don't know what's going on there. But um, so <sighs> my grandmother collects frogs. She's got a ton of frogs. So like her entire living room is nothing but frogs. So you think that's like the only thing she collects, frogs. right? <laughs> like, bitch has got so many frogs, it's insane. But like if you go is into the one. Bisexual? Uh, uh, no, she's homophobic. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe why she is. She got and so many frogs. I don't know. Uh, but if you go into the guest room of her house, there are so many dolls in there. Mm-mm. No thanks. I'm and not trying to pick up the ghost of like an ill, you. like a like a Victorian child that died from like cholera or some shit. I just, man, why you got so many dolls? What's going on? <laughs> but like, that's what. Mm. Speaking of that's just like what I don't ship. understand. Like most people, they don't have one porcelain doll. They don't have two porcelain no, no, no. dolls. No, they got like fifty. Yeah, they, they, they so have many. so many that they just watch you. And I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> and they're always like horrifically pasty white. Like they look like ill Victorian children. They do. I'm they do. sorry. <laughs> Back on topic. <laughs> In 1979, October 1979, the hotel gets re- uh, registered as a historic place, right? Which mm-hmm. it was a height of the speakeasy era. No, for sure. So it yeah, deserves that designation. It deserves its his, yeah. uh, historic place. Um, yeah. I, I give it no grief, but of course it closes in 1988 because of all the rumors and the complaints. Can you imagine having to close your very expensive hotel because? <laughs> The ghost of your dead baby is haunting your guests. God, he had to have been dead by then. He had to have been. Like this he had to have time. been. Yeah, yeah. Been. unless he was like a hundred and twenty. He had. Yeah, to I was been gonna dead. say unless man's was like ancient. But like, I would assume that his daughter. And, Evil like, rich people kids, live for fucking ever. Though, they really so fucking I'm... do. <laughs> so, uh, like, place gets uh, bought out uh, and fully restored. Uh, for $46.4 million restoration. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so they fixed all the windows, uh, reconfigured the guest rooms, did new elevators, redid the mm-hmm. like the, the lobby, basically cleaned the fuck up out of this place. They took um, a historic building and made it a Hilton? <laughs> well, the thing is, is actually, if you look at the photos of the place, they kept all of that original like styling. So oh, it actually good. still looks like the Scarevin Hotel, uh, but they didn't have a choice because it's a historic uh, That is place. true. You're right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably would have made it a Hilton, but they really just don't have a choice because once yeah, like We're going to gut it to the most of our ability. <laughs> they get one of those little plaques and you can't do shit anymore. 
Like, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a historic location, so they can't do anything about it. I do want to go there, but it's like $300 to stay the night there because it's a fucking Hilton. Um, of course. Uh, but yeah, so the next thing we're going to get into is I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the like weird hauntings. So it's a Hilton, but it's also really, really close to uh, the basketball uh, center, like the, mm-hmm. the dome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck they call it here, but uh, I, I don't care about NBA. But so, Sports ball. so the, the Lakers forward, uh, Meta Sata Ford Artes, I probably butchered that, formerly known as Ron Artes, claimed he was literally physically assaulted by a ghost in 2016 at the Scarvin Hotel. Uh, in 2010, Ed Curry, a seven foot 295-pound center for the New York Knicks. That's a big man. <laughs> was so upset that he was his uh, the way his room was because he swore like ghosts were in his room uh, that he went and stayed in the same bed as his teammate, who's five nine and 180 pounds. Like they shared wow. a bed because he was so scared of his room. Jesus. What are you showing us, Stephanie? Uh, oh, the- prices because. I will drive and meet you there, Matu. <laughs> Do I share a room? Yeah. Yes! Make sure it's on the 10th floor, bitch. <laughs> In the notes, be like, I want that one. I'm not that white, room. so I'll take the 9th floor. <laughs> we'll take the 9th floor, we'll just, we'll just take the elevator up so I can walk around. So, but- like, Matu can get the room on, like, the 10th floor, and you can get the one under him, and then you can talk through the vent. <laughs> <laughs> that way people think it's fucking haunted. Be like, bitch. <laughs> Just put, oh my God, you'll have to record uh, Possum Baby crying for me so I can put it on my phone and put it in the vent. Oh, just to fuck with Stephanie and the people in there? Fuck with everybody in the- I'll know it's my two. You'll know. I feel like, I was going to say, I feel like Stephanie has heard Possum Baby and Hank Hill Jr. cry enough to know that. (laughs) I love that that's just now his nickname, Hank Hill Jr. Poor baby. Now, it's Possum Baby and Hank Hill Jr. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So yeah, so during a game played between the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the Oklahoma City Thunders in 2016, several of the players of the away, away team shunned away from the Sturman Hotel and literally paid for their own lodging somewhere else. Like, cause you know, they, they get <laughs> paid enough. lodging. They get paid <laughs> lodging. That. And they were like, nope, spend my own money. Uh, because they were like, no way that they would choose to stay at a haunted hotel um, that were people had been reported to be sexually assaulted by several ghosts and i mean, I'm like, i don't blame them if i heard that i'd be like it's probably not true but i'm also not gonna fuck around and find out. in an interview world peace said they touched me all over the place i'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong Stop. places i fucking kid you not meta world peace literally said that he said that he was sexually assaulted I feel like that doesn't surprise me though, coming from What are you gonna do? Piece. Taking a Ouija board into a courtroom and be like, you <laughs> are, like, are you gonna subpoena them with a fucking Ouija board? Have we touched my pee pee? I'm not, I'm and I'm not making fun of like men who are sexually assaulted, no, obviously. Of course not, but, but like just... a ghost, come on, dude. That reminded me of like, when the Catholic church sued some rats because like the rats were eating like all their crops and they were like, bring the rats to court. And then the lawyer for the rats, he was like, oh, they're not here because they can't read. <laughs> <laughs> that sign can't stop me. <laughs> I, can't I can't read. Me. I can't read. 
<laughs> like breaking news, we just realized they can't read. <laughs> right? No, and the lawyer was like, you know, they, they can't read like the subpoena. And the, <laughs> the fucking Catholic church was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I'm gonna like finish talking about this by going over uh, an interview that was done uh, by a a BBC reporter because uh, it's the most haunted hotel in the U.S. So obviously the BBC had to get their little their little fingies on it. Uh, Little fingies, little nipple fingies. (laughs) Their little nipple fingies, yes. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, you should uh, listen to Refer to episode one. Yeah, go back to our other episodes. um, So, Petra Germany, uh, the hotel's current artist in residence who makes cosplay weapons and armor. Love that for him. Um, I think it's a woman? Oh, sorry. Love that for her. Uh, them. Love Petra that is them. a really ge- yeah I don't know it's a gender neutral name uh, but they said I don't think it's haunted I think oh NBA did you say pl- Petra yeah Petra I thought you said Patrick okay no not Patrick, Sorry, Petra, Petra. Uh, but yeah they said I don't think it's haunted I think NBA players are just a bunch of sissies oh I love her right like mm, we oh stand. yes uh, Don Jackson, the Scarevin's director of sales and marketing, said people will tell us their lights will flicker at night and the closet door will slam unexpectedly or they'll hear a door creaking. There are some haunted stories floating around out there about the hotel, but we prefer to stay away from them since they have never been proven to happen to have happened. Oh, okay. No, Meta World Peace said that he was sexually assaulted. <laughs> um <laughs> So the interviewer says that they mentioned Jackson, um, mentioned to Jackson that a guest that they'd met was attending a conference at the hotel, claiming that her colleague discovered the words, help me, written in the post-shower mirror fog, to which Jackson responded, we've had several reports about this verbiage may appear on that mirror. And I'm just like, on just that mirror or lots of the mirrors? Yeah. um, Is that the same room? They're saying it's the same room that everybody's having this exact. uh, No, was it the same room the maid was trapped in? It doesn't say. I wish it did say because if it was the same room, maybe that would make sense. Uh, My my thought process is if this is the same mirror that this is happening on, uh, you can kind of like imprint things into mirrors so that they show up when you take a shower or something. Well, I was gonna say, hopefully they're cleaning the hotel rooms correctly. But yeah, you would have to, if you're washing that mirror every time you, like every time a guest leaves, that should not happen. So the fact that it's happened to multiple like yeah, guess is a little yeah. sus to me um so i'll give them credit to that that maybe there is some hauntings going it, it, how again how cat get up there <laughs> i don't know how they're getting up there <laughs> my cat does that kind of stuff all the time just so you know sorry like, it's, that it's was my squirrel thing. moment but i just saw a tail like way up there and i was like <laughs> what the hell yeah max ends up in some of the weirdest places in the world and i'm just like all right dude if, if it makes you happy is that so, jerby <laughs> what did you bring Jerby with you? Is that Jerby? No, it's Johnny. Oh. <laughs> uh, they all came with us, but yeah. But uh, so, sorry, off topic. But uh, so, Effie aside, obviously we know that the first manager shot himself in 1913, uh, but it was later investigated as a murder. But there was also a rigged roulette wheel. Um, and of course, your typical you know, prohibition 
bullshit yeah. fights and stuff. Uh, the hotel management said, you know, had like tons of visitors here. So like we we see guests of like uh, Dwight Eisenhower, Harry Truman, Ronald Reagan, Paul McCartney, and El- El- Elvis Pre- Presley. So yeah, so they have all of these like very famous people who stayed at the hotel, uh, places, you know, huge grandeur, like just, you know, everybody wants to go there. It's like the place for like famous people to stay. Obviously mm-hmm. the NBA stay- stays there every time they come into uh, Oklahoma. But, right. I mean, it makes sense if the dome is right next to the hospital. The hospital. Well, the hospital. <laughs> the hotel. I'm tired. The hotel. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the interviewer goes on to say that he spoke with, or they spoke with Kelsey Huber, the hotel's express meeting manager, who said that she's just she's got to see it to believe it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was raised in a funeral home so she's like mm, i haven't hmm. seen any evidence of paranormal activity and i've been here for 10 she's like years. trust me i've seen worse uh, she literally <laughs> said that the the worst paranormal activity she saw at the hotel was costume wearing mary Kay conference attendees that's fucking hilarious right this Go is on, the funniest uh, she's like never say never like she's open-minded about it but she like grew up in a funeral home and was just like mm, i call bullshit and um you know, I obviously lean towards believing that, but that fits my narrative, so. Yeah. But, so, to get more information, the interviewer goes on to talk to Susan Riley, who's served as the in-house historian at the Scriven, and so she worked there for six and a half years and claimed that she would hear a baby crying during her shifts and not be able to find the source. However, mm-hmm. she realized later that it's very possible that it was just the open uh, blustery, like, of oh. Oklahoma. Like, yeah. and that's totally fair. Um, but, like, up on the 10th floor, they said that they looked and looked for the, the bullet hole that was supposedly lodged near the elevator bank. But, like I said, there's no fucking way it would still be there. The not with all of that. No, they would have not left that. Not a um, multi-million dollar hotel chain. Mm-hmm. Not, no. Uh, on the 11th floor, they found a do not disturb sign on a door handle that like st- flapped strangely because of the d- weird draft on the floor. But like hmm. the 11th floor was added after Effie's death and after the Prohibition era. Well, hmm. th- well, not really like after the Prohibition era, but like um, it was after the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's but, like, we made a killing off that speakeasy. Let's add some flaws. Right? <laughs> Uh, but Riley added that a woman in a red dress is uh, not always detectable, but mm-hmm. is seen uh, but has been seen to lurk the halls. Mm. And um, she also went on to say that the most ghostly activity is found in one of the ballrooms uh, because of the acoustics in the area. Gotcha. So there seems to be like a lot of debunking that goes on into a lot of this, but of course the people that work at the Scarabin, it's in their best interest to say, no, nothing is happening because that could potentially keep people from coming to the hotel. You're either gonna draw the spooky. I feel like it's such a push yeah, people away. It's such a toss up. Like yeah. you're either gonna attract people. You're gonna or... attract some people or you're gonna not attract people. And it's really a matter of since it's like one of those places where like the wealthy go to stay, uh, it Price. might be like they're trying to keep that kind of thing, keep their name clean. A certain okay. demographic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but also she blamed earthquakes and i like there are not a lot of earth there aren't a lot of earthquakes in oklahoma I was gonna say maybe, but I want to say there were some earthquakes in Irving, Texas, in 2017. We but... have little earthquakes like almost every day, but the last earthquake I felt was like the big one that happened in I think it was 2019. Yeah, so the little earthquakes here are basically caused by um, oil refinery. Mm-hmm. So. But I don't, I've never experienced one and I've lived here for almost four years. So I'm constantly living in fear of the San Andreas fault going out. Yeah, I know. I, I, I totally don't blame you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no bias there at all. None. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Brian Farah, a professor and director of applied behavioral studies at Oklahoma City University and the author of Pseudoscience and Deception The Smoke and Mirrors of Paranormal Claims. Uh, told this, this interviewer that he surveyed the Skirvin in 2004 to search for ghosts. <laughs> but if, if he's going in as a skeptic. <laughs> right? He said, I walked every inch of every floor and found nothing of substance. And I did so under the creepiest of conditions. Before the creepiest the of conditions. Know, you know, before the restoration, below freezing with electricity shut off, so a flashlight was the only means of visibility most bitch, of the time. it was a full moon. <laughs> right. And it was still, cloudy. Still nothing was found. Just an empty, old, cold hotel. And I'm just like, please, sir, stop. And we played scary music for effect. Uh, so the interviewer said that his wife uh, claimed to hear ghostly laughter laughter while they were there staying at the Skirvin. Mm-hmm. Um but a ghost hunter by the name of Tanya McCoy uh, who founded the Oklahoma Paranormal Association but they are no longer a an association I, like, I tried to look them up and everything what happened? Their web- I don't know what happened but their website everything is gone uh, oh they offered murder mystery dinners and ghost walks through the state and they came by their room like her and her husband came by their room to investigate because i guess this uh interviewer stayed in the room um Mm. and so she said you can just lay your hand on the wood downstairs and feel the energy it's crazy oh okay uh mccoy wielded her phone as she used the ghost tube sls app Oh I'm sorry, I'm trying to say this with a straight face, but I can't. To capture a green Ghost. stick figure outline sitting in the baby in the baby carriage, which Ghost. was unoccupied to the naked eye. A spirit, she said, was sitting in our stroll. I'm sorry, that sounds like something that makes shit up to be like, oh look, look what I've found. There's a but baby also in they're using No one's smartphone is capable of being a fucking uh what are they called? The re- the emf reader it's not capable of it emf okay like i'm a believer but emf is so there's so many things that can set off an emf meter Mm -hmm. that i just don't think it's a reliable method because there it's just there's so much shit especially too and one of the things with debunking things that emit a high emf can make you feel like you're being watched right can give you like that creepy feeling because you're Mm. experiencing you know high electrical impulses Mm. and us being electrical beings we're like oh shit i feel weird and it's because you know right and that going on that's why i believe a lot of like energy after someone dies especially in a negative way is literally just the magnetism in the area because we Mm -hmm. can feel that energy in our own bodies right um 
So the interviewer goes on to say that McCoy was scrolling through her phone, different different apps on her phone, when she popped a tendon in her right pinky after falling in the Raven's Gate, her occultist shop. This is word for word. I can't make this shit up. She said that it was the result of a demon pushing her. Sure, sure thing. <laughs> uh, so she ran through the tools to monitor electromagnetic fields, the EMF, and record electronic voice phenomena, which... Uh, you hear what you want to hear. <laughs> we do these all the time with, like, people hearing somebody screaming and everybody hears something different. Like, it's right. just a trick of the mind. Uh, but, so for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's a pair of periscope to track static electricity a device used by fire departments to find hot spots and a rem pod and geo she also used a rem pod and geopod to track footsteps i don't um okay yeah uh so stepping into the hall mccoy had her husband pull up his ghost hunting tools app as he claimed uh which allows a spirit to attach itself to different frequencies to commute intelligently in slow drips of language through a text box. Fucking cannot make this shit up. Okay. It, uh, the words like, apparently came out and said, get out. Oh, of course, classic. I was gonna say, cause even the idea behind like spirit boxes, I get the idea behind spirit boxes, like that's fine, but mm-hmm. what? on your phone, come on. Uh, it just, no. there's no way. A smartphone, yeah. really? No, I just, I don't, I don't buy it at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they go on to talk about how old this is coming from room 813, which makes no sense because Effie was locked in like room 10 something. I think I saw 1015, like when I was looking yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's like 1015 like. or something like yeah. that. Um, the, she goes on to say that the word pen appeared on the app. Um, pen. Pen, P-E-N, and uh, <laughs> I want to write. <laughs> yeah, it, it just uh, so McCoy handed the interviewer a small perfume-sized glass container of a protection potion. I fucking cannot make this stuff up. Um, which was an olive oil base with hodge uh, with a hodgepodge of herbs, and she called it a shield in a vial. Ouch! Great marketing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Okay, this is why they're no longer open. Come on, let's be honest. Oh, babies. Oh, but yeah, babies. Um, he said that basically um, him and his wife ended up not being able to sleep very well that night uh, before they left and were just on the alert for, um, I suppose, Charles is the supposed name given to the manager that shot himself and Effie. And I'm just like, I... You better have sources to back up Charles. Uh, right? I couldn't find any information on a manager who killed himself. Couldn't find any information on a woman that died in the night. Like, But, like, obviously, I'm sure there are, like, a lot of... Uh, if I had proper names, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would probably be, be able to do some better research. But I couldn't, fi- I couldn't find anything. And mm-hmm. uh, But I had to tell you guys about these paranormal investigators because... Um, See, <laughs> with the paranormal investigators, I don't mind like the show Ghost Hunters, like oh, Jason I've, and Grant. Yeah, right. I'm cool with them because they go in there, they look to debunk. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're gonna debunk first, not like you know your Zach Bagans of the world. Where come at me, demons! I can't stand him. <laughs> him and his like uh, <laughs> Zach has like the same tattoo of a crucifix on like every one of his limbs, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, sir. 
tattoos are expensive and that's what you wasted it on i don't know is he afraid vampires are going to like try to consume his body what is happening could you just fucking imagine like a vampire comes up to zach he's a bitch rips off his clothes he's like not today can you like okay so vampires we will do a vampire episode because i'm obsessed but like um vampires predate the crucifix yes do they just wake up one day and like the lowercase t was just painful what like i love that meme where it was like like do you imagine like vampires that like we're not in contact with like pre-christianity they're all why the hell does the letter t burn (laughs) but also just like so i just because like the obviously the letter t is part of the roman alphabet and Mm -hmm. uh which is it's funny to me that a fallen fucking garbage society is the one that we still use the lettering for but I digress. Um, <laughs> before we end today's episode, before we start talking about what next week's episode is, I do want to, since we were talking about, um, you know, harm against children and uh, suicide, today I wanted to kind of bring a highlight to the fact that there are uh, dozens of laws right now across the United States that are affecting trans youth specifically and and like queer youth in general but like trans youth are being adamantly targeted targeted and their parents who are supporting them are being reported to CPS and shit like that and um uh, the Trevor Project did a study recently, and I'm sorry, this hits home like really hard for me. They did a study recently with that went over the past three years of the growth rate for uh, the suicide ideation rates for mm-hmm. queer youth, and it's gone from 40% to 45% just for LGBTQ. So that's like the entire queer youth community. However, uh, 59% of transgender boys and men have reported seriously committing suicide. <clears throat> considering suicide in the past year and 53% of non-binary youth and 48% of transgender girls and women have reported uh, considering suicide whereas 22% of transgender boys and men reported attempting suicide within the last year and these are the most recent stats to this year uh, compared to 6% of cisgender boys and men and um most recently a couple of a few weeks ago a pretty prominent trans man in the community who lived in um the midwest i don't want to give a lot of details because that's i'm not his family and it's not my business to do um he actively spoke out against trans laws and um things that were actively harming his community and he got really popular on the internet because of a video clip of him at a, uh, a court hearing and where he's crying. Uh, but he unfortunately uh, died by suicide um, recently. And uh, to his family. Yeah, just- I, I donated in his honor to the Trevor Project uh, recently. And I encourage that um, anybody listening who has the little extra, donate towards the Trevor Project if you want to help fight these laws that are harming our trans youth and um, our trans and non-binary kids who deserve to have a better life than, you know, a lot of trans adults deal with because I lost my entire family. So uh, I know what that feels like. 
to lose everybody you love because of who you need to be in order to not want to kill yourself. And um, mental health is super important. And um, please don't be afraid to reach out to the suicide hotline or the trans lifeline hotline if you feel like you need someone to talk to and there's no one to talk to. Yeah. I'll include um, information. I'll include phone numbers and like things like that for suicide hotlines. Um, I have the infographics too. So if we want to put them on Instagram, we can. For sure. Okay. Because um, okay. it's important to me since we talked about um, Effie taking her own life as well as her child's life that we, we talk about how serious mental health is. And, it's very serious. Yeah. Um, that everybody, you know, try to do what's best for themselves and uh, advocate for themselves. But yeah. So before I start fucking bawling my eyes out like a little <laughs> baby, uh, next week we're going to be talking about who wants to fill in that gap for me? Savannah. So Savannah. next week we're going to be talking about my home, Savannah, Georgia. Um, it's said to be one of the most haunted cities in the U.S. and there's plenty to talk about, including my own experiences. Um, so we will be talking about that next week when I take the wheel. Um, I also want to note, just to follow up with what Machu said, that even just amongst the three of us, we're a pretty diverse group. Yes. Um, but we work really hard to support each other and, you know, communities we belong to and the ones that we don't. So, you know, if anyone is listening and doesn't quite know where to start or where to go, always feel free to email us and, Please. you know, yes. we can help mm -hmm. provide those resources, um, you know, and, and, and get you any help that, you know, we can and that is available to us to provide to you. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Uh, we are definitely like happy to do that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, like Montu was saying, um, like it, it is hard to lose your family because of who you are. And I was talking to my oldest kid recently and I told them that like Stephanie and Montu are my chosen family. Right. So and, yeah, as you know, that that's all I have is chosen family. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, random side note while we're sharing, like uh, hard things happen, bad things happen, and um, who you have in your life is important. So as Shelby and I both know that our connection was stronger than some dumb shit. Some dumb shit. That it's the anniversary. <laughs> of it's the shit. anniversary of the dumb doll shit. Dumb shit. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And good night. Good night. We love all of you. Good night. That's all for this part of the journey. Our drivers will gas up the hearse, and the rest of you, well, good night. Sleep tight. And remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed. <laughs>to find out more about Road Trip to the Grave, follow us on Instagram at Road Trip to the Grave Pod or support us on Patreon at Road Trip to the Grave. As always, thanks for listening. Road Trip to the Grave is spelt Road Trip to the number two, the grave. <laughs>